right, everyone, welcome to another edition of Game Wild. It looks like we are in 36, and boy, what a 36 we have for you. Xbox release dates, PlayStation events, Twitch news, everything and anything. But before we get to that, please make sure you're liking us, subscribing, go to YouTube. We also have a Facebook group now, um, facebook.com slash group slash Game Wild TV. Mm -hmm. uh, you can also just search Game Wild, and I'm sure you'll find it there as well. And Discord. So join us. And we have a Discord, which if you are... Um, able to get into the facebook group there's a link right there that gives you an auto invite to the discord channel so as long as you're in the group you'll be able to get into the discord channel so don't forget to send the request and then myself or sjw over here will be able to basically give you the invite and bring you in so you can be in the inner circle <laughs> and yeah I'm, I'm excited i mean finally starting to uh get some of that stuff done out there with the facebook group and the discord and um, lots to do with that stuff. Who, who knows where it's going to go? We got hopefully some big plans for the future. Start to do some other stuff uh, alongside the podcast here. And uh, yeah, I mean, you nailed it though, man. We have this week. Oh man, the stuff that happened in the last seven days is absolutely insane. So I'm super excited to get into uh, these these different news topics here as well as uh, the question of the week, which I could have guessed... I could have guessed which, you were going to choose this one, Joe. <laughs> which, which we're not going to get into the question of the week yet. As a matter of fact, we're going to go into the actual first set of news first. Yep. And then we're going to go into the question of the week. So with that being said, it's official, guys. Uh, thanks to a leak um, with the Xbox Series S, Microsoft said, you know what? We're just going to put it out there. Uh, supposedly, Microsoft ha was going to plan on an event this week coming up to announce all this stuff but yep. because of all the leaks and everything that's happening xbox said you know what we're gonna get we're gonna get ahead of this now here it is we laid it out for everyone we're going in hard starting november 10th you'll be able to hold an xbox series x or s in your hands and september 22nd pre-order starts so you can pre-order it on september 22nd but Hold on. What are the prices, Joe? Kids. What are the prices? There's more, kids. There's more. Speaking of prices, if you want to spend upfront money, you are spending $4.99 for the Series X, mm -hmm. and you are spending $2.99 for the, the Series S. However, Microsoft has make, made it more palatable for those who might not have that type of cake up front. You will be able to lock yourself into what looks like at least a two-year contract with microsoft to get the systems yes you can pay monthly for your xbox and yeah. it comes out at 24.99 a month over 24 months or i believe 34.99 for the series x so the series s 24.99 the series x yep. 20 uh, 34.99 but don't forget guys that's not just for the system that also includes the xbox game pass ultimate which, so, which, and let me make sure I understand this correctly because I've, I've read up on Ultimate to make sure I have a good understanding of it. Uh, basically, you just have this suite of like one or 200 games, I forget what the number is, that you will always have access to, similar to what Sony was offering with, uh, I forget the PS Now uh, a little while yep. ago. And um, it basically, you have access to those and they're going to be adding more games as they come out. And it's always going to include, supposedly, any Xbox Studios related games. Mm -hmm. uh, so those will always be in there. I mean, we have some big ones, obviously, that are on Halo this. Infinite. Halo Infinite, yeah. So that that will be included um, with the access but, to that. So, but hold on, there's more to this, guys. It goes down. Bigger news just came down the pipe with them. They have partnered with EA, mm -hmm. and now EA Play comes with Game Pass at no additional cost, which means you get to play oh, any games. of the games. Well, not all mm -hmm. the EA games, but you get to play all the EA games that are available on Pass. And if I'm not mistaken, that also gives you discounts to their AAA titles. So you get, a, I think it's a 10% discount on games like Madden 21, mm -hmm. uh, FIFA 21, games like that. And then you can play select titles on EA Play at no cost. So that is also included in that. So that's a big, big thing as well. So, so EA Play, go. I actually, I, I pulled it up real quick too. Uh, so like I... I see Madden 20 on here, but you're saying it's not, you don't actually get access to it. You just get a discount. 
I think so. I'm not 100% sure because, if, well, I'll tell you what, if that is the case, Xbox is a powerhouse now because if they bring in somebody like EA and you get their new games included in the Game Pass, you are essentially, you are essentially getting multiple AAA titles now. Yeah. Third party I mean, AAA titles and you're getting that. And you I know what? See. I haven't checked because to be honest with you, I don't know if it's turned on already, but I have Game Pass Ultimate already and yeah. I don't have an Xbox. So, I mean, I don't have an Xbox Series X, obviously, but I do have Game Pass Ultimate. So it's interesting. It'll be interesting to see if that's something that's going to start on November 10th or if it's something that's already available. So and I guess shame on me for not looking into that sooner. Well, I will I will say, so like when I think of EA, I think of like the sports games. I don't really think of a huge suite of uh, or library of games, but if you pull up EA Play, there actually is a lot of stuff. A lot of random games I have never in my life heard of, first off. But uh, Worms is also an EA game, which I, I completely forgot the, about. Worms yeah. the game that you... Wor Worms WMD. Um, yeah, I mean, you've played that. Yeah, no, no, yeah, I love Worms. So I'm just, that's what oh, I'm saying, though. That like, at, we played that at PAX East. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, there's some other stuff here, too. Uh, like I said, a lot of games I haven't seen. I'm trying to... Oh, Star Wars. All the Star Wars stuff. Uh, will also be on here as well, so that's obviously a big pickup. And yeah, I mean, in general, Xbox is going to have a lot of games available with Game Pass. So I I, I don't necessarily dislike Game Pass. I like uh, PlayStation Now for the same reason. Like, you have all these games available to you. I think PS Now had a much larger library, so I'm actually still curious as to why PS Now really never took off. I guess PlayStation just didn't package or market it like, uh, like Microsoft is, and Microsoft's done a great job with Game Pass. But, um, all right. All right, here we go. It Here's... does look like, hold on, it does look like uh, they have a pro version of EA yeah. Play, which yep. I think comes with that stuff. Uh, so, so EA Play Pro, yeah, it looks like we, you have like Command and Conquer is uh, in this one too. Anthem, a lot of the uh, the bigger games. So it looks like Pro is where you're getting some of the uh, the bigger, more you know reputable games. But either way, I mean, listen. Between EA Play and Game Pass, you get a lot of games. So you, like you get your money's worth. Um, so I don't think that's really a question there so but here we go here we go joe this is here's my oh. issue all right here we go yo I'm, here we go i'm pulling go, out yo. my calculator for this one um so here's all right look before i before i get into my uh mm -hmm. what i dislike about it what i will say is i think what microsoft is doing is a very good idea as as far as uh video games in general are concerned and from a business perspective because one thing that Nintendo's always had an advantage in is, you know, something like the Wii. Everybody bought the Wii because everybody could play the Wii. Like, it was just interesting. You know, you could play tennis. Everybody knows tennis. You could play tennis on a Wii. So it made it more, um, you know, desirable for anybody, even if you're a non-gamer. And I think that's kind of what this whole, like, leasing the system thing is. It's You do own the system at the end of it, so I don't want you to think you don't. But, you know, the, the monthly fee... I think makes mm -hmm. it so that people that may not actually be a gamer, quote unquote, at heart, uh, might still get the system just because it's more affordable, right? Or at least more affordable now, right this second. So I do like that overall. Here's my problem, though, being a gamer and looking at this whole thing is we've already mentioned the whole physical game thing. So I'm not going to get into that. Like, yeah, you don't own any of the games. I would personally like to own the games, and that might not be the majority. Um, so we won't get into that. But if you do the math, Okay, the five hundred dollar version, if you Do get it, if you get it per month, is thirty four ninety nine per month, right? So um, if you buy the Series X, yeah, 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 yeah. So so thirty four ninety nine times twenty four is actually eight hundred and thirty nine dollars, eight hundred forty dollars. Yeah, eight forty bucks. Yeah. Um. So you're actually paying more than what the system would cost. Now, technically, you're paying. I think what it would equal to just have the game pass alongside the system, right? So you're actually saving a little bit of money if you were to get the game pass ultimate. Yeah, I know. That's what you're already going to get at. But this just loops people in to paying for game pass ultimate. So again, here, and, and I know I, our boss at work, Joe, always makes this, this reference to Planet Fitness. And I'm going to use his reference here. We all hate... The fact that we have Netflix memberships and Planet Fitness memberships and all this stuff that you just can't turn off or if you do, you just forget to turn it off. And in this case, you're actually locked into a two-year contract. You have no choice but to pay for this for two years. So business perspective, yeah, it's smart. That's why Planet Fitness and Netflix are, are doing well. 
but from a gamer perspective, this to me it just screams I don't want to have another membership that I'm locked into. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna buy it. So, so buy the system. Okay, but but here's the thing, right? Okay, let's let's get down to the nitty gritty. You can do that. You can buy the system. Yeah, it's still an okay, option. If you yeah. want to. Mm -hmm. It's still an option. They're not forcing you to do this. There's yeah. number one. Number two, breaking this down, you are at least getting a piece of hardware included with this. The stuff that you've referenced, there's nothing physical. It's a service. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. It's a service. You actually have to go to Planet Fitness. You actually have to find a third-party device to get on Netflix. Mm -hmm. This is your device with everything. So you're getting something physical. It's in front of your mm -hmm. face. It's there. It's top of mind. So I think there's a little difference between your comparisons here. There is a little difference. I listen, overall but, I think this but is But I good. think you're but here's my thing. I think when you're doing something like this, you're doing this because you want to do it. Not because yeah. you're like, oh, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, could there be times when you lapse Netflix and stuff like that? And you're like, I haven't used Netflix in like three months. Yeah, I get it. And there could be times where you're like, I haven't picked up my Xbox controller in two months. It's possible, yes. But mm -hmm. Here's... You're getting a physical piece of hardware along with the service. So, so, so I, I think like that's it. what changes it. I, I, I like it. So overall, like, so listen, if if PlayStation was going to outsell uh, Xbox on release, this helped Xbox bridge that gap. So I, I think, like, this right. is a positive thing for Microsoft and Xbox. Now, here is where I think the problem comes in. So they're playing the long-term game, which is fine. Like, I obviously, that's a smart, again, business decision. Um We've already established, and I think the general consensus is that the PlayStation was going to outsell the Xbox on release because of their games, uh, because of what's available currently and what will be available on release, whereas Xbox doesn't have much, plus we had Halo Infinite pushed, which is not good. Um, so, you know, that's that's kind of the, the real crux right now in Microsoft's plan on release. And so two years, if, if they aren't providing good games to merit paying that monthly subscription in the next two years you're going to see a lot of negative feedback from people paying for this membership over the course of two years which which could work against microsoft so and i'm not saying that'll happen i guarantee there's going to be good games that come out but i don't know i still think that this is not what they should have focused on they still should have focused on the games because at the end of the day that's what people want is good content and if they don't have the good content or the good games for the system it's not going to sell well it's just not well, I still think to your point there, it, they are going to fail that part, right? They're going to have those AAA titles coming out. And like you and I spoke about it before when we were discussing this, when they first announced all this, if Microsoft can come out with at least two AAA titles per year that people would pay $60 for, yeah, yeah, yeah. then it's worth it. And I think that they will be not including the mid-tier games that people like to play, like the... Um, I think uh, I, I don't like think the, two is worth it. I, I think money-wise, two games is worth it if you're just worried about getting your money's worth, but I don't think that's what people are worried They're worried about good content, so I think they need at least one a quarter, like one AAA title a quarter to come out and be available on Game Pass. Not really when you think about it. Think about how many games we talk about every week that are being released. There's usually, but how many are AAA titles? Though? There's usually there's like one every two weeks at least. I'm, I, I'm telling you. And then when you, when you start thinking about how many AAA titles Sony has, they probably have one a month that's released. We're going to do it. We're going to have to do this now, guys. We're going to have to have a counter set up where we go every a week we have title. to mark what yeah. a AAA title. <laughs> is it a AAA title? What is defined <laughs> as a AAA title? You I know, actually like, – so I, mean, I think that would be interesting to look into, right, is how many, how many AAA titles were actually released, excuse me, for each console. I mean, Nintendo and Sony seem to have more, whereas – Nintendo isn't necessarily it's weird with Nintendo. Nintendo has Nintendo games, which are basically like just AAA by default because it's Nintendo. Um like Donkey Kong might not be a AAA title in the in the sense of comparing it with like Call of Duty sales, but it's Donkey Kong on Nintendo and if you have a Nintendo you're buying Donkey Kong, you know what I mean? So it's it's a little bit weird when evaluating a AAA title on Nintendo, but I, I do think that would be interesting and uh speaking of the the Xbox stuff, we have the price of the Xbox. We have this whole Game Pass, this whole new lease, the system, you can get it for nothing on the day it drops. But what about the PlayStation 5? We still don't got nothing, but we're going to have something soon. We're going to have something right. soon. 
That's right. Wednesday, September 16th, 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Mark your calendars and make sure you're watching out for our announcements because we will be going live Wednesday to watch this event as we yeah. have with other things. So September 16th, that's a Wednesday, 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. PlayStation will have their event. We will be streaming it live. We will be interacting with people. So please come aboard. Let's talk about it. We do have a good feeling that they're going to release everything. Um, oh, do you, Joe? Say, do you, Joe? Have, or did you just jinx it? I have it? a really good feeling. Did you just really jinx You just jinx You just cursed this I, whole reveal. Listen, if I curse this reveal, then <laughs> Sony's got some problems because yeah. they are now behind the eight ball where they could have been ahead of the eight ball. Are um, they, though? And, like, like... Are they actually, because at this point, does it really even matter with how close we are to the releases? I feel like Xbox and Sony could have waited until like freaking Halloween to release these prices and it wouldn't have actually made a difference because it's still going to give, like even, at, like let's say it was Halloween and what is it, mm -hmm. the 10th, the 10th the Xbox is coming out in November. So, November 10th, yeah. yeah, so like let's no. say, let's say it's the same for PS5. That's 10 days, right? I, 10 days is still enough time for that information to circulate across the world and change people's opinion of what they're going to buy. Like, I don't even think it actually mattered at this point. So that, and the reason I maybe, mentioned maybe that, not. the reason I mentioned that though, is what's your take Joe on like, does PS? So first off, so this is kind of a two prong question. Yep. Did PS five very specifically say, Hey guys, all right, we're all going to get together in a room and meet about this. Uh, we're not going to say shit about our system until Xbox says something. And on the second question, does being the last person to show their hand give Sony an advantage or a disadvantage in this particular case? I don't think it actually gives an advantage or a disadvantage unless there's, uh, unless they undercut them. Right. Yeah, okay, so like, say. Yep. Mm -hmm. like, unless they undercut them, that's like the real biggest piece of the situation is what will happen if something happens where um, Sony's like, hey, guess what? We're coming out at 449 for our full-fledged system. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I mean, uh, something like that. Like, if they came out, like, guns a-blazing and it was like, mm -hmm. all right, we're going to match you. Here it is. We're going to one-up you. Even 449 for the system. We're also going to come out with our diskless system at, um, you know, probably they would have to... Uh, no, they the couldn't. Yeah. I don't, they would have to go to, to they'd have to match that price. Yeah. But if they undercut Xbox, which I don't think they're going to do, I think it's going to be same prices. But what I think they're going to do is I think they're going to leapfrog the competition a little bit and they're going to set pre orders earlier. I almost have a feeling mm. that pre orders for the Sony PlayStation 5 will be live on the this conference. Friday. No. No. I think they might actually say as of the no. conference they're going to go live. No, because they said they were going to give people enough time to pre-order it. They're not giving people enough time if they're like pre-orders are live right now or right. at the end of this conference. I That's guess, not enough but... time. Listen, I've seen these things happen. We have a lot of big events this week, okay? On the 15th, Apple's releasing all their stuff. Oh, that's and right. And I, and I guarantee you Apple's going to be like, here's the stuff. They're pre-ordering. Pre-order mm -hmm. starts at mid to end of september and it will be available in mid to late october oh, God damn that's a, right? if you're getting an iphone a playstation and an xbox you are going to be dead broke this holiday <laughs> that is that is definitely not going to be fun uh if you're having it because i mean the iphone is going to cost what probably like seven eight hundred dollars so well it all depends but the speculation on the iphones and i know we're not a true technology podcast but there's three iphones that are supposed to be coming out there's going to be a, a consumer level one yep. which you can get at a reasonable cost there's going to be your mid-tier and then there's going to be your high-end expensive ones with some type of like seven weird cameras on the back. <laughs> where you know, well, it is it does focus a lot about the camera and some yep. tracing or something i don't know it's not ray tracing but it's some specific thing anyways right <clears throat> as i was saying i believe that they will be releasing the pre-orders on Friday. Okay. That's my thought. That's gonna, my right, guess. You guess Friday. I'm going to guess by the end of the day on Wednesday. So either okay. at the end of the conference or by like midnight on Wednesday or something like if that. If they say, listen, uh, listen, if they say, hey, at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So let's say this thing goes two hours yeah. or an hour and a half, right? That brings us to 536 o'clock Eastern Standard Time. If they tell everyone that it will be available through every online realtor and a physical realtor, a re retailer, excuse me, at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time or 
8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time online and then at opening time for every physical store the next day. Mm -hmm. Good for them. But that doesn't give me the feeling of what they said where they'd say they give people a reasonable enough time to know when pre-orders were happening. But me personally, people get paid on Fridays. People start to buy oh, stuff paycheck Fridays. Yeah. It's a smart move if they say, hey, beginning Friday morning or Friday mm -hmm. afternoon, even if they're like, hey, it's happening Friday, get your keyboard ready, get your mouse ready for four o'clock. We are allowing pre-orders. Yep. Like you know what I mean? Like yeah. pushing it to that point. Man. When everyone's out of work, ready to go. Because to be honest with you, I don't even know what September twenty second looks like. Like, am I supposed to stay up till midnight? And then, like, once the clock turns 12.01 and it's September 22nd, I got to get on whatever store I'm going to buy it on and buy it. Or I have to pre-order it through Microsoft's website through the monthly payment system. Like, how does that work? There's yeah. no time setting. So, like, because if I want to get one, do I want to be as crazy and say, hey, I'll be up at midnight at, on September 22nd so I can mm -hmm. pre-order one and lock one in um, so I don't lose my spot? You know, that type of thing. So it'll be interesting to see because the landscape's changed, right? Oh, I was just going to say that. Oh, my God. I'm so interested to see how well these systems sell. It's crazy. Because it, it's it's something where you would normally be like, all right, that day I'm going to the store. I'm going to GameStop. I'm going wherever. I'm pre-ordering it. Now it's like, well, you can pre-order it online. Let's go. Where are we going to pre-order it and out. stuff like that? <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, so, I... I well, and, and this whole COVID thing too, like, so we're talking mm -hmm. about, okay, is Sony going to sell more than Xbox? But I, I think one of the points we haven't really mentioned is w will these like just blow anything ever for holiday season out of the water as far as sales are concerned, either full revenue amount or just the number of units sold because Corona just happened. Corona is still happening. It's still on people's mind. So everybody's, you know, we saw Animal Crossing. We saw Animal Crossing just kill sales, and that's a Nintendo game, not even a console. So now we got PlayStation 5 and Xbox. It's going to be like everybody's going to be like, oh, my God, well, if the world ends, I want to be playing video games. So I want to I want to get both of these systems, maybe one of them, who knows. And I'm so curious to see those final numbers by end of year uh, 2020 as to how much these consoles sell. Well, we'll do. We'll definitely do some type of year in review with that stuff mm -hmm. once it comes out for sure. But like I said, I think... Um, I don't think Sony's going to undercut them. I just don't see that to be because I think Sony thinks that they can ride the the games, like you said. I think you they're coming out okay. with a strong they're coming out with a strong launch set. Mm -hmm. So I think they're going to say, "Hey, listen, we're okay matching the price because I think reasonably matching the price they have to do they they can I mean they can, but it is not a good strategy to be more than them so... like they've done in the past." So I think I, they need to be at 500. To, I, I do to kind of like my first thought is to agree to actually agree with you. I, my first thought is, okay, like they know what Xbox is trying to do now. They know that their system is likely going to outsell just based on the current game library. So do they really need to care about changing the price? And I think most people in business are going to go, well, if you don't think you need to change the price, why would you bother making less money? So um, I do tend to agree with that. I even part of me, I don't, I'm not on their marketing team. I don't see the marketing research that they've done. I've seen some stuff on IGN and whatnot about uh, some of the marketing research that has been done in regards to what system will, you know, sell more. So I don't know how in-depth they went, but if they really did a lot of marketing research and somehow found that there's just an overwhelming response to the actual games PlayStation has versus Xbox and they really think it's going to do that well... It is entirely possible that they actually charge for the disc version of the system $549.99. I think they might actually try that if they really think that their system will outsell that well compared to Xbox. But yeah, I, I'm hard pressed to think they undercut it. I don't think they are. They're gonna take a they're gonna take a loss if they do. And we saw what happened. The PS3 was probably the worst place worst performing PlayStation on launch ever released. And 
we saw what happened with them taking a, a loss on that. And that was actually, I mean, shit, that was priced at 600, I think, when it came out for like no reason other than the fact that it had this thing called uh, a cell Blu-ray. processor or whatever. Well, plus it was Blu-ray. Yeah, too. plus it was, it was Blu-ray really at the time, which was way ahead of its time uh, right. to actually have a Blu-ray player. So it, it was just wicked, wicked uh, high price system that didn't perform well. And I think PlayStation knows, I mean, if you hit that 600 price point, it's going to be too much. 550 has not been tried. And I don't know. I, I'd be curious to see if they do that, but I, it's I think not. they'll match it. I think they'll match it. Yeah. So they're going to match it for a couple of reasons, right? One, because I think with the landscape of how the, the actual economy is, I think they'd be pricing themselves out of yeah. some people's price range by even going $50 higher. I think by matching 500, there are at least people it's already Xbox has set next gen expectations pricing wise. Okay. Mm-hmm. So if Sony goes higher than that, it could hurt them in the long run. So, and honestly, I think that reasonably they were probably going to come out at these numbers because it makes sense to be around this number going too high. Well, I can tell you, I'm going to be spending $60 more on the PlayStation launch than I am on the Xbox launch because I'm actually going to buy a game mm -hmm. with the PlayStation where with the Xbox, because I've been such a, you know, a fan of them. I have the ultimate game pass, have everything already. All the games that I want, already in my library so i'll be able to get it and i think cyberpunk i'm gonna buy but i don't know i think that's actually coming out after the launch now so mm-hmm. yeah technically yeah. i don't have to pre-order that right there but <laughs> i'll be pre-ordering the spider-man game with playstation so here's all right so here's the other interesting side of this though i think me and you are both resigned to just okay we're gonna buy the the bigger version of the system i'm gonna buy the disc version because i i buy games and uh, you're, you'll buy the, the Xbox Series X as opposed to the S. You said you might buy an S as well. But um, I – so this second system is actually where a lot of the differences come in because everybody's uh, very quick to say, okay, the Xbox is more powerful than the PS5, which it is. Uh, but now in this generation, I think that actually just doesn't matter, period, because what, what kind of additional added graphics are you going to get with that much more power? It's just not really going to happen. So um, – so what, what there is a big difference with, though, is Xbox's take on their second version of the system is actually a less powerful system. Like, there's actually different CPU and stuff being utilized in the S so that they are able to uh, cut that cost by $200. And it, it still plays disc, though, I think, right? The Series S. I, you know, I don't know. I didn't look to see. That's a good question. Xbox Series S. I would think that it probably doesn't no it doesn't it's discless oh it is discless. okay cool so i actually which like would that. make sense i like that which would make sense because you'd want it to go because you want it to go cheaper you want to go as cheap as possible and the best way to do that <laughs> is to remove a disk drive yeah exactly so uh but i think that in conjunction with the slower or you know less uh, uh less useful piece or sorry cpu in that in that version uh, is what's able to allow them to, to cut it by 200 so the the ps5 their version is just cutting the disk drive. It's the same system, just no disk. So what? So there's two things here. I'm curious to see how the second version of the system actually sells. And I'm curious to see what people value more. Do they value the second version being cheaper? Or do they value the second version just being like the same exact system and not having a CD drive? Like, it, like is it, it what wins out here? price or the whole digital kind of shift that we're seeing in gaming for people to not actually own the games anymore so just so you know i'm reading this stuff right here and it says the primary difference between the series x and the s is is in resolution though through taking talking to customers we found that many of the fans prioritize frame rate over resolution so we wanted to build a console that didn't require a 4k tv xbox series s delivers approximately three times the gpu performance of the mm-hmm. xbox one um, and it plays games at 1440p at 60 frames per second with support up to 120 frames per second. Yeah, and so, I, I think that's interesting, right? Because we are, I think, now this year probably going to start heading towards that 4K shift. Like, I think 4K, mm-hmm. the last couple of years, 4K has always been, like, pushed, but, like, nobody uses it because there's a lot of things that don't utilize 4K yet. But I think now we're past the early adoption stage of 4K and we're getting into, okay, it's going to be mainstream for TVs and computers, et cetera. So I don't know if that's necessarily the right decision to make their second version of the system not 4K compatible 
um, just for the sake of dropping it another hundred dollars. That's that's why I'm curious. Like, do, will the 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 lighter PlayStation do better than the Series S? You know, what are people actually valuing more there? And I mean, listen, if you are somebody that's on the the sort of lease structure that the Xbox has. I imagine mm-hmm. you'll value the Series S more because you don't care about resolution. You actually just care about just getting games, just getting games, period, for, for as cheap as possible, right? And that's, that's kind of the Nintendo approach in that case, right? Yeah, so from the, from the looks of it, I'm actually looking at a comparison sheet, which um, we can, we'll have a, a link to. Um, but basically, um, the processors are both eight cores. It's just that the X is a 3.8 and the S is a 3.6. Um, the GPU is uh, a one uh, 52 CUs at 1.8 gigahertz, where the um, Series S is 20 CUs at um, 1.5. Mm-hmm. GPU power 12 teraflops versus four teraflops in the S. Mm-hmm. So there's a significant drop there. Um, RAM 16 gigs for the Xbox Series X and 10 for the S. So six gig difference. We talked about the performance targets, right? 4K for the X, 1440 for the S, and then you have storage, one terabyte on the S, uh, the X, 512 on the S. So those are your, those are your big differences right there to be able to take that $200 cut. That is something actually that we haven't even mentioned yet either. And I think this mm-hmm. to me, to me anyways, this is the bigger difference between both systems, uh, between the PS5 and the Xbox Series X. And that's the storage. Uh, the PS5, I don't know how the hell they got, they landed on like, is it 820? It's yeah, eight, something eight, weird. 820 gig. That's not even like, like what even is that? Dude, can you buy that many gigs on a, on a hard drive now? It's like, is that even a thing? Like, I don't, I don't know what kind of like random black market deal they got to get like, uh, you know, 180 ish gigs less under a terabyte and stick those in a PS. Like that just, it's so weird of a number. And I mean, I, maybe their goal was, okay, we're getting a little bit of a discount here and nobody, nobody will care about 820 versus, you know, 1024. Like it's, it's just, it's small enough of a difference where people will be like, ah, it's whatever. Um, and I think that might be the case, but me personally, like 200 gigs, this is 200 gigs nowadays. That's like four games, right? I mean, games generally right. are like 50 gigabytes. So, um, if you are downloading games, I feel like you need that 200 gigabytes, especially if you're getting the discless version of the PlayStation. Well, just so you know, they both have the ability to be expanded to yeah. another terabyte. Both systems have the expansion to a terabyte. So yeah. you could essentially get a terabyte and a half and uh, two terabytes, depending on what you do get. But yeah. Nice, nice. So, um, I don't know, man. I, I'm just very curious. There's a lot of different scenarios happening now in this console generation war than previously, than in other wars. In other wars, it was pretty, it was pretty clear cut as to this console, like uh, PS4 and PS3 and PS2, for an example, uh, especially PS3. It was pretty powerful, or sorry, it was pretty obvious with PS3 that it was the most powerful system. Hence, it was priced high. And then you had the 360, which at the time, I, I think uh, a lot of people agreed that it had the better game lineup uh, pre-release, but, but, you know, prior to the system coming out. PS2, it was very, like, PS2 is the best system. It's like, it was no, it was hands down, PS2 is the most powerful system. And, you know, it also had a great, like, that was probably the best system of all time. So that one was just, it was very clear. Now, it's very clear, like, that, yes, technically Xbox is more powerful. Yes, technically PlayStation has the bigger game lineup, but there's a lot of differences where it's not really about which system is better now. It's more so what are you valuing more as a person that you want in your gaming console? There's 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 two very different approaches here to marketing and selling these consoles. And I'm very curious to see what happens and what kind of outsells, you know, does the discless outsell the S, does the five outsell the uh, the X and what people as a as a society are actually valuing more here in this uh this generation war no i got you and i really think that we're gonna see uh we're gonna see an interesting battle between them because i think you might actually see xbox perform better than expectations because of this monthly payment system but we'll we'll see yeah so um all right so next up on the docket man all right we have 
there's been a lot happening. Like, not just with PlayStation 5 and stuff, but just on the uh, the stream front as well, right? So we got we got some right. ninja action back on the front, right? Ninja my ninja. He's back with Twitch. Multi-year deal. Ink the contract. Now, the one thing that I was interested in all this is that he's taking a different approach than um, normal because, let's face it, he's got the money now. What does it matter? He could have stayed off this and he'd be fine. But I guess... From what I read, he's going to try to take a, an approach to try to help out smaller streamers. So we'll see how that works out. But that's kind of what his focus is going to be like now is to just like try to. And I don't know how he's going to do it or what the deal is going to be. But so I think that I for his brand, um, yeah, and that's that's what I'm reading too. And, and I mean, that kind of makes sense. Uh, just from a everything standpoint, I mean, everybody likes a large celebrity type person that's trying to help up and comers, right? Um, so in this case, I know Ninja kind of got a lot of flack for selling out, quote unquote, to Mixer. And I actually, I saw a clip of Tim the Tapman who was talking about Ninja's supposed selling out. And basically the comparison he gave to the people watching his stream that were complaining that Ninja sold out, he's like, listen, if you were working at McDonald's, and, McDo and Burger King was like, hey, we'll give you a million dollars if you come work here instead. Are you really going to be like, nah, mm -mm, nope, McDonald's for life, bro. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm staying here. And I'm like, you know, that's a very simple analogy, but it, it works, right? Like, you're not – it's not about selling out. It's, it's about being rational at that point. It's about doing what's best for uh, not only you. I mean, you do have to worry about yourself, but just uh, what just makes the most sense. And I think that's what Ninja did. And on top of that – Doing that mixer deal, and this is why I mentioned it's good for his brand. If you are a rational thinker and you don't just think he sold out for money because you're just mad that he got millions of dollars for playing video games, he also helped gaming in general. Like, by making that deal, he put gaming on the map as like a legitimate, oh yeah, you can get $10 million contracts, $20 million contracts for playing video games by these large companies owned by Amazon and Microsoft. And that's oh, good yeah. overall for the community, right? So... I think now switching back over to Twitch and basically having failed with the previous deal, like, yeah, you know what? This didn't work out. It is what it is. He's admitting that it didn't work out. Now he can say, listen, that was my goal with Mixer was by making that deal. I wanted to help streaming as a whole as well. Now he can come back to Twitch and go, listen, I still want to help streaming as a whole. You know, maybe, maybe it's a little bit of a different landscape because Mixer is shut down, but I'm on the biggest platform for streaming. I'm on the biggest gaming community platform. This is where I can do the most to uh, to help the streaming and gaming community. Let's go ahead and, and try to do that. And uh, yeah, so for, for that reason, I really do like, I like that he ended up on Twitch again. I'm sure they had kind of a heart to heart conversation. I can only imagine, I can only imagine how that went in the office, right? Like they're, they're meeting in this big conference room with this large table. You got these Amazon execs, you know, talking about paying this guy that plays video games millions of dollars and and he probably comes in like listen can somebody just tell me what happened with the porn like, like can somebody just be honest with what happened with the porn and then twitch is probably like yeah man you know we're we're sorry like let's let's let bygones be bygones and then just probably like yeah you know you're probably right like you know we need to not give a shit about this and and they just kind of have that heart to heart of let's just get over everything that happened and do what's best for both of us here and i think what's best for twitch and what's best for tyler ninja blevins is to uh to get back on twitch and stream to a huge audience no i agree with you and um we'll see how that goes yeah very very exciting i don't know if, have you caught any of his streams as of late what's that have you caught any of his streams as of late no, I don't watch his streams at all. Yeah, I, I don't usually either, but because he's always in the news and this is like what I'm getting more involved in, I'm I, I try to keep on the up and up with him. And I also want to see like what is he doing that might be different than other streamers. Uh here, I'll let you in on a secret. It's nothing. It's just he streams. Uh so <laughs> he just streams. He's straight I mean he's he's uh got a good personality on stream, but he uh nothing special doesn't have these ridiculous like cool lay layovers for his stream like everybody pays thousands of dollars to get somebody to do uh, just regular old box with his uh, his picture in it but um yeah it's, it's gonna be interesting to see it, it i went on to i think he was playing what's that game everybody's playing right now not fall guys the other one 
Oh, I only know Fall Guys. Something else is uh, yeah, big now. Yeah, there's some other game that's. It's like yeah, I forget the name of the game, but he was playing. It's like it's like where everybody's put into like a spaceship, and you have to figure out like who the killer is or something. I I don't even really know how it works. Nah, it's not 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 ringing a bell. <laughs> Sorry. No. Man. All right. Well. Anyways, he did have like I think up to like thirty thousand viewers or something like that. So, uh, still still on the up and up as far as Ninja's concerned. But uh, on the down. Still a bunch of other Twitch streamers. Uh, the amount of suspensions continuing to come out and bans and everything. We had the Dr. Disrespect thing, which which to this day, we still don't know what happened with Dr. Disrespect. Like, he's on YouTube. He does his thing on YouTube, but we still have no idea. He's still saying he has no idea whether or not that's true. Who knows? I, I, I mean, I tend to believe Dr. Disrespect. I, I feel like he wouldn't not tell people depending on what the actual scenario was. But, hey, who knows? Uh, on the other side, though, we have Destiny and not the game. Because I actually thought this was the game when Joe gave me this article. Um, where did you find this, by the way, this Destiny article? How did you find out on, about uh, this? On one of our uh, – on our, twi on our uh, streamer Facebook groups, one of the streaming Facebook groups. Oh, okay. Cool, cool. Yeah, it's uh, – I don't know if you guys – I personally have not heard of Destiny. But apparently – he encouraged violence on stream and, and to, to make a long story short here, uh, essentially there's all this, this riots and stuff going on. And I, I guess on stream, he said something about like, just he, he wouldn't mind if somebody just quote unquote mowed down all the rioters. If, uh, you know, if it, if it meant stopping the violence and he said he would personally approve of, of somebody who did that. And I, and I, uh, so Joe, I guess my question is to you, what's your feeling about, cause we can only at least hope that he was, you know, joking about that. What are your thoughts on joking about something like that? And, and when I say mowing down too, for anybody listening, can't it's quoted. So he did say mowing down quote unquote. Yeah. You can't joke about that stuff. You can't joke about a lot of things these days. I mean, this is going back to like, honestly the beginning days of twitter and when comedians would work out yeah. so comedians would do a lot of like kind of test jokes on twitter yeah. to see yep. because let's jokes feedback. usually pretty quick one-liners getting feedback and there are people who make jokes about very sensitive topics and have mm -hmm. been basically blackballed in, in some respects and had to rebuild relationships and rebuild their you know their basic brand and i think that's the problem you can't joke about stuff like that um so it's just too 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 dangerous and to be honest with you if you're joking about it there's probably like a one percent chance that you're actually not kidding and you're because why would you think about that like you know what i mean so um well it's it like it's foolish. like a stereotype it's like a stereotype like the stereotypes are, are like that for a reason it's like yeah we're joking but kind of not really right so um so actually i love that you brought up comedian because now this actually sparks a, a interesting thought in my head so let's assume that destiny is 100 joking here like without mm -hmm. a doubt and he even comes out makes a yep. statement i was joking it was a joke so if he's joking and gets banned for it and we, we comedians, when you go and watch a comedian and listen to a comedian, you are paying to listen to that comedian in usually a theater or something like that. And that I have heard some pretty bad jokes, like really bad, like shitting on women, like anti-feminist stuff, like shitting on African-Americans, like just, you know, really racist jokes sometimes too. And I guess the understanding is you signed up to listen to a comedian. So you understand that what he's saying or what she's saying is a joke and, and you laugh for the most part. They, they get the crowd to laugh because they wouldn't be there otherwise. Now let's put that comedian on Twitch. Let's put a category together that's comedy or I don't know, talk shows and podcasts or I don't know, IRL. That's a thing. Uh, now are you going to ban the comedian from Twitch for making a joke when otherwise in a public setting that people pay – to have access to and to watch, they pay for that shit. That's totally fine. So what? Why is it not fine on stream, but it's okay in a concert hall when a comedian's performing? Because you're in a different platform. There's different restrictions. You're signing up for something. You know, like when you become a streamer and you work on Twitch, you 
have guidelines and rules that you have to follow. When you go into an event center and you're a comedian, you're pretty much able to say whatever you it's want. Your own brand. I mean, like, let's take Michael Richards, for example. We'll go back way, way back when he was going. He did that comedy scenes for those who don't know who Michael Richards is. He was Kramer on Seinfeld. And oh, a name. while back, a long <laughs> time ago now, he did uh, this very extreme rant. Um, because someone was interrupting his his set, but he was able to do it. He was not taken off the stage right away. You know, he was able mm-hmm. to basically continue to rant and rave and scream at the person and, and use profanities and um, things of that nature. So it comes down to the platform that you're using, right? So if you're going to use Twitch, there is guidelines that you have to follow, and if you do not follow those guidelines, you can be taken off the platform. You could be suspended. You could be unpartnered like destiny was um and it specifically came out from the legal team like twitch's legal team spoke to him about this this isn't one just like a representative from twitch saying sorry due to this xyz you're you're going to be unpartnered they brought their lawyers into this which makes it an even bigger problem for him because they're they're not they are totally not taking this they're taking this to heart and they should because they should they this is Listen, the one thing I've realized by not only watching streaming, but being a streamer is that you have the ability, fortunate or unfortunate, to manipulate human beings. You to okay? influence them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and to influence them. that That's probably more of a positive word to use. But when you're talking yeah. about something negative, you Manipulate. are manipulating mm-hmm. people. And all it takes is for him to say that and to take one of his extreme people who follow him, who love him, to to actually do that. Do something like Mm -hmm. that. And, you know, that's the problem we have in this country. Not to go on a rant, but that's (laughs) the problem is that we have become a society where people put other people on platforms now and granted people have done that in the past but now that there's such an ability for just joe schmo to just become this famous person overnight and then you know we don't have anything about his background or her background and what they can do and what they've done and stuff like that so when they start spouting off stuff like this even as a joke they give somebody who has issues and like listen I love everyone who's on Twitch and the people that are there, but I've I've been in chat rooms with high-profile people, yeah. and there are a lot of people who have issues that watch this stuff to make themselves feel better. Mm-hmm. They're depressed. We've heard about them have, in articles that we've anxiety, over here. Right. They have anxiety mm-hmm. issues. They have all different types of issues, and it's great that they have found an outlet to feel better by watching other people but play video games, interacting, but they're more easily influenced. And that's mm-hmm. the part. Cause all it takes is someone who's, who has a series of depression, has a bad day and says, you know what? I'm going to make destiny's, yeah. you know, comment or reality. I got a Jeep. I'll make his dream come go- true. Like, yeah. Uh-huh. So, and it's, and it's unfortunate, but true. Um, but yeah, he, you can't do stuff like that. And I think that's where I twitch took quick action and is like, listen, this isn't going to be tolerated because they themselves probably understand the type of influence Mm -hmm. that their uh, partners have with the community. And that's, that's why they did it. And I'm glad they took swift action on that. Even though he may have been joking, you can't, you can't say stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. And, and yeah, I do agree with Twitch's action. Um, You know, it's, it's unfortunate for destiny to, to no longer be able to do what he wants to do. And, you know, it's something, you know, I stream and I, I uh, commentate on Legend of Terror games. And it's always something you have to actively think of. Because sometimes, listen, you got to control the thoughts going on in your head. All right? <laughs> like, you got some stuff, you know, like your mom said when you were, like, four years old. Think before you speak. All right? You got some stuff going yep. on up there. You got to just not spit it out sometimes. And, uh, unfortunately, Destiny did it here and got punished for it. And uh, real quick, before we get into uh, the deals and the games coming out this week... There was also another person suspended, Leafy, a pretty high-profile streamer, for basically giving Pokimane a lot of crap as of late for uh, specifically the whole boyfriend incident, which if you guys do not know what that is, Pokimane essentially 
you look on her social media and stuff, you had no idea she had a boyfriend for the longest time. Mm -hmm. I don't know the exact time frame, but it was long enough where you'd think you'd see something on social media. And apparently people did not like that. Oh, are you trying to hide that you have a boyfriend? Because, you know, being single gets you more followers and yada, yada, yada. Absolutely. And mm-hmm. which, which honestly, for a female, you know, I, it is what it is. Whatever. Yeah, what, whatever. If you're going to go that route, go for it. Yeah, because, hey, guys, just a heads up, Twitch isn't match.com. Yeah, okay, yeah if, guys, if you didn't know. It's not, it's not made for you to be able to go and, and say, hey, I'm going to be able to hook up with this streamer. No, but once <laughs> wait, again, that's not how, wait, fault. That's not how it works? Oh. No. So, hey, but listen, this goes back <laughs> to my points about the fact that people – who are on stream, who watch streamers, excuse me, mm-hmm. have issues, underlying issues, unfortunately, in their lives. And it's another outlet for them, right? And if it's uh, fantasizing or believing that, hey, maybe I have a chance with this person, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. It's the unfortunate piece of it, right? So just like um, Jim Carrey and uh, Dumb and Dumber. So you're telling me there's a chance. <laughs> There's five no's and, and one yes is still a yes. <laughs> but listen, if they're, if, but that's the p- problem, right? If they're single, yep. every person that has that feeling is going off that dumb and dumber quote, basically, of yep. the one in one million chance. And he's like, mm-hmm. one in one million, huh? So you're telling me there's a chance. Yep. Awesome. Yep. Yeah, exactly. And, um, and listen – regardless of what you're trying to do or what ulterior motive you might have, it is totally her prerogative to do whatever she yep. wants with it's her personal life. She can do whatever yeah, she wants. I don't give a flying shit as to what she reveals and doesn't reveal to right. her following. So yeah, um, as long as she's not lying to people, I think it's fine. Yeah. Yeah. As long as she's not blatantly saying I'm single, I don't have a boyfriend. And then two days later, she has a boyfriend for the last two Yeah. Years. I mean, but you can have a, you can get a boyfriend whenever, but still yeah. I agree. So, um, all right, guys, and now that we've talking about all the negative stuff, let's get to some positives. How about it? Rough free stuff. Feels. Free stuff. Free stuff. Coming out September 17th on the Epic Game Store, you will be able to download Stick It to the Man. September 17th. What is Stick It to the Man? Hard hat tester Ray has a bizarre accident and wakes up with a giant pink spaghetti arm sticking out <laughs> of his brain. What? Yes. Is this a children's book? <laughs> like, what is this? <laughs> with his awesome new powers, he can read minds and change the world with stickers. Because a but giant spaghetti is sticking out of his brain. <laughs> but he's on the run for a crime he didn't commit. Want to know more? September 17th, you can download this game for free and find out. We can find out why he has a giant pink spaghetti arm sticking out of his head. Jesus. That's right. Oh. So there's your free game of the week, guys, <laughs> on the Rough House deals. Um, also, um, I can confirm currently right now EA Play is not part of Game Pass yet. It will be uh, probably once Series X launches, but I downloaded the app. I was playing it's around with it. Right second. And it's not ready. Okay. It asks you if you want to sign up. So, Cool. Not yet. Cool, cool, cool. All right. And uh, next up, we got What's coming out this next week? A little bit of a shorter list than usual, but we have Bullets Per Minute for PC on the 15th. Uh, It's a rhythm action FPS roguelike where you must shoot, jump, and dodge to the beat of an epic rock soundtrack. I actually love the idea for that. Have you ever played Thumper, Roughhouse? No. It's uh, Thumper is a VR game, but you basically press the buttons on your controller to make this little thing like move back and forth to the beat. And... It's honestly really, really fun, and it gets you super into the game because the music and everything like goes together. Uh, so this actually looks decent. Uh, delve into a randomly generated dungeon where one missed note can lead to your death. Gain game-changing abilities and loot powerful weaponry to defeat your ancient em- uh, enemy. That's September 15th again for uh, PC on Steam. Then we also have Sp- or, sorry, eFootball PES 2021. I have never heard of this uh, in my life, but apparently it's a thing. Uh, and you just, yeah, it's, it's all about the, uh, the PES league. What is PES? Have you ever heard of that? Uh, I think it's some type of soccer league, right? Yeah, it's soccer. I just, I don't know what PES stands for. I've literally never heard of it. This is made by Konami as well, uh, which is inter- interesting, but this will be uh 29 for the standard edition season update for 2021. 
then we have Spelunky 2 coming to PS4 uh, on September 15th. Oh, pro- sorry to uh, sorry to interrupt. Pro Evolution Soccer. Pro Evolution Soccer. Oh, that's what PES stands for? Mm-hmm. Hey, there we go. There we go. Um, so Spelunky, I do remember this original game coming out a little while back, but uh, basically don your headlamp, grab your whip, and descend back into the perilous caves in the sequel to the award-winning roguelite 2D platformer join anna the daring daughter of the original games explorer and her friends on a mission to uncover the secrets of the moon's vast and deadly underground caverns again that is september 15th only for playstation 4 vaporum lockdown for pc on september 15th it's a prequel to vaporum is a grid-like based dungeon crawler rpg in an original steampunk setting inspired by old school classics of the genre steampunk seems to be the in sort of uh setting type thing nowadays follow the story of ellie teller a scientist struggling to survive disastrous events that happen in the tower of arcs vaporum uh that is doesn't say a price yet but that will be released on september 15th as of now medieval dynasty september 17th is not up apparently because i forgot to pull it up so give me one second while i pull up medieval dynasty i can imagine what it probably is discover the wide open world of the middle ages with all its dangerous and mysteries hunt and cultivate your land build your home and expand your village into a flourishing medieval town actually all right, this wasn't what i expected ruling care i thought it was your... going to be steampunk yeah <laughs> rule and care for your people and secure your place in history by founding your own dynasty this actually this interests me uh, similar to that other game we were talking about that was like better than Civilization, which I'm still, I'm right on the edge of buying it. It's a $60 game. I'm really thinking about buying it, but it's also a very time-consuming game. Right. Um, so I don't know if I'll end up doing that or not. But uh, again, that's for Steam on September 17th. Uh, Mini Motor Racing X. Welcome to the world of Mini Motor Racing X. Strap yourself in or strap on your VR headset. So this is VR enabled. And jump into the nitro-fueled world where little cars mean big fun. Uh, so basically another racing game. Uh, Pacer for PC, PS4, and Xbox One on September 17th. This is another racing game. Uh, it's a high-octane anti-gravity racing game at its most destructive. Customize your craft and weapons that engage in a campaign, a single-player race, or compete against your rivals. An explosive online multiplayer for the ultimate combat racing experience. Kind of almost looks like Star Wars, uh, whatchamacallits. Uh, wow, why can't I remember the name of those things? What are pod they? racers yeah pod racers there we go thank you joe crisis remastered on september 18th i'm sure you guys all know what crisis was it's basically the game you get to test your gpu uh so <laughs> that that's gonna come out on the 18th for pc ps4 and xbox one earth defense force 5 uh this is only for it looks like ps4 september 18th uh become an edf soldier and save earth uh, exterminate the invading aliens protect peace on earth so this is a very typical kind of uh you know kill all the aliens game uh it's a 59.99 if you do want to go ahead and pick that up super mario 3d all-stars which i've been seeing a lot of uh lately just advertised in general people are very excited about this game uh basically uh, actually, let me let me let me see what they actually describe this as. Uh, it says play three classic games at home or on the go, all in one package on the Nintendo Switch system. Uh, run, jump, and dive with ease. Make Mario move using the Nintendo Switch's Joy-Con controllers. You can also pass a Joy-Con to a friend. Uh, the Super Mario Galaxy game in co-star mode. So, is this just like a package of three of the Mario games? Oh yeah, it's Super Mario. It's Super Mario 64, Super Mario Sunshine, and Super Mario Galaxy. All in one. So that's pretty neat. Um, that is going to be out on the 18th for Switch. And then WW2K Battlegrounds. PC, PS4, Xbox One, Switch. And got to throw one of them in there this week. We have one game being released on Stadia. And this is it on September 18th. Uh, and you all know what WWE is. So very typical game as far as that's going. A little bit more cartoony. No, it looks like it's over the top. I don't know. I'm kind of interested in it. It kind of looks like, what was that wrestling series on uh, Comedy Central with the the Celebrity celebrity Deathmatch? It looks like the graphics of Celebrity Deathmatch. No, it looks way better than that. Well, yeah, it looks better, but it's just along the same, like... uh, not Claymation, which is what Celebrity Deathmatch was. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm actually kind of interested in this game. I'm not going to lie. 
It's uh, it just it kind of looks like just fun, yeah, beat yep. 'em up kind of thing. Kind of like a, a more different... updated version of what we played at PAX, <laughs> right? <clears throat> yes, yeah, so I might um, I might jump into this. Maybe it's very possible. So that's it. That's what we got this week, everybody. That's it. We want to thank everyone for coming on board. Hopefully, you will join us on the 16th for the PlayStation event, 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. I can't wait. Check out our check out our feeds for more information as it comes. Uh, we hope to see you soon, and thank you guys for joining. We'll see you later. Have a great week, everybody.